What is up, friend? Welcome back to episode 14 of the Zero to Full Time Christian Entrepreneur Podcast. Today, I am so stoked to introduce to you one of my amazing friends, someone who I met in this online space, and a like fellow colleague, if you will, in the coaching industry, Lissa Scott. You can find her at Maximum Potency on Instagram. She is wonderful. And today we are going to be talking all about sales and how to approach sales in a way that is not icky. And we called it the anti-ick sales process. Lissa really has mastered a sales process that is fully led in heart-centered sales, if you will. So we're going to dive into that today so that you as an online coach know that there's there's other ways to approach sales other than the icky, salesy, pushy tactics that are oftentimes pushed in this online coaching space. So without further ado, let's do it. Hey friend, and welcome to the Zero to Full Time Christian Entrepreneur Podcast, where we dive deep into all things faith, online courses, coaching, and how to make money from home on Instagram. I'm your host, Cami Wilkie, unapologetic follower of Jesus, wife, dog mom, and your faith-based business coach. If you are tired of your nine to five job, living paycheck to paycheck, and you're ready to go full time as an online coach and course creator on Instagram, then you are in the right place. Buckle up and get ready for business building tips, social media hacks, and a whole lot of Jesus. Let's get to work. Lissa, welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here. What is up? I'm so happy to be here. And Cami, I'm like, honestly, I love the topic you picked for today. And I'm just I'm ready to go in with you. Yes. Oh my gosh. And you guys, those of you who are listening, so Lisa and I met about two, maybe two and a half years ago, almost at this point. And it's so crazy how internet friendships come about these days. Lisa truly is one of my um, closest friends, and she's actually going to come visit me early next year. I am so excited. It's, do you think, like, do you have, like, internet friends that you've, like, never actually met in real life other than me? I have a coach that I have not met yet, and you. You guys are my, my two that I'm, like, absurdly close with, and I'm like, how have I not met you? Like, it's actually super yeah. weird that we haven't hung out in person before, um, and then I had a handful of them, Zavi being one of them, my boyfriend, um, and at this point we've all met, but yeah, for sure. All my closest friends are coming from the internet at this point in my life. It's so wild. <laughs> yeah. It's like 2021, like whoever would have thought that we would like have friendships with people that we've never actually met in real life. And like, like you just mentioned, like you met your boyfriend through, it was a coaching program, but, but essentially Instagram, right? Yeah, I mean, so we were in the same coaching program. We were on Zoom calls together twice a week for like six months. And then we finally met in person. And when we left that, it was on a retreat with all of the coaching crew. Um, We left, we spent a week together. And I was like, hmm, I think I like him. I'm going to tell him that. Like, it was was weird because like, it wasn't like I was like going to meet up with him and it was like a romantic thing. We were just going to hang out with the crew and I came away from it and was like, I want to hang out with you again. And that was really fun. So yeah, another story. 
<laughs> we're supposed to go to Australia and long story short, we're in Texas together. So I love it. Definitely in a family plans kind of love. Yeah. I love how like God just like, we make our plans and God's like, yeah, no. <laughs> That was a good one. That was a good one. But we're going to go this way instead. That's so funny. Okay. Well, awesome. Let's dive into it. Before we talk about the sales portion of today's episode, I would love for you to give my listeners a little bit of background of who you are. How did your coaching business come about? And you have like a really cool story of like your life. I've always told you is like a movie. Um, So kind of give people a little like background of how you got to where you are now. Yeah. So I came out of college and I went to school for like graphic design and marketing and I was working a nine to five job as a graphic designer and marketing lead for a corporation, super cool company, like skiing, snowboarding, and I still hated it. And I knew that it was me and not the job that needed to like change. So I was like, this isn't working for me because it's actually a really cool job and I could acknowledge and be grateful for that. But I just felt really called to serve at like a deeper level. And so I quit my job with nothing lined up. I was like hustling like seven side hustles and I just was like playing the let's make rent game. And that's all it was. It was like work at a restaurant, babysit someone's kids, sell some stuff on Poshmark, like female hustler to the max. Didn't like truly didn't know if I was going to make rent at the end of the month for like six months there. And then at month six, I was like, wait a minute, this is working you've made month, like you've made rents for six months. So what's your strategy? Cause you can't keep operating like this. And so at that point I started to take my coaching business that I had started in that like interim and get a little bit more serious about pursuing it. Like at that point it was really just an idea. And I had like looked at Amanda Bucci's stuff and like took her course and like did that. And then, so I had taken one course, right. And I hadn't really done anything with it. Um, I got my L1 so that I could coach CrossFit in person because that was my passion, still is one of my big passions. And I was like, just follow what you love. Follow what you love and be okay with working in a restaurant for a little while and this is all gonna like shake itself out. So fast forward, I'm like, my timeline's a little bit off even as I'm telling the story. I'm like, was that that winter or that winter? And I like couldn't tell you, but um, eventually hired another mentor. His name's Graham and Graham really, helped me shift a lot in my business to go from just fitness and nutrition coaching to more of like a fitness nutrition life. And then once that was fully off the ground and I was like, Ooh, this worked. Like I prayed for this and this worked. And I had that moment. I was like, I feel really like I need to teach this and help other people do that same journey of, you know, like how you say zero to full time. But for me, it's like side hustle to the hustle. Right. And so like having your one thing or your two things that you really do love doing and you're using your gifts and you're serving at the highest level of which you are capable and like letting that be the center. So maximum potency was born. Uh, it went from Lissa Scott fitness to maximum potency was my brand. And when maximum potency kind of entered the scene, that was when it became more of a personal growth and a business growth thing and less of a fitness thing, hence the name change. But the whole thing is like to rip on life. And I can like unpack that if you want me to, but basically seize the day. You don't know how much time you got. So let's get to getting, and uh, life is urgent and we need, the world needs you. So that was like what the company was founded on. And uh, fast forward, it's been over a year of me having maximum potency and that being my full-time thing and couldn't be more grateful. So here we are hanging. Yeah. What a cool story. And I have to add that Lissa sent me a package with this awesome t-shirt that we're, you know, 
Guys, in the world of online coaching, when in podcasting, when you do an interview with somebody that you've never met, you do it via Zoom. And both Lisa and I showed up to our Zoom interview today wearing the exact same shirt of her company logo on it, which is <laughs> hilarious. I love it. Yes, actually, please do tell us like what is what is Rip on Life? How did you come up with the maximum potency concept in that brand? Yeah. Oh man. So several downloads and a lot of thinking and trying to encapsulate like my personality into a brand was one of the hardest things ever. Like, Hey, you have 180 characters in that bio. Who are you? Right. It's like daunting. Um, and so I knew Lisa Scott fitness had to go because it wasn't about me and it wasn't about fitness anymore. And there was two, two or three things that kind of came to my mind. I went out on a drive one night. I was super frustrated with work and I was like, I'm just going to go blare my music, drive the back roads in the truck and we're just it's something good will happen right just like when you have writer's block quote unquote stop using it as an excuse walk away come back to it something good will happen so i'm on this drive and i started thinking about a couple things my dad was just like a harley riding tattooed dude who was a weekend warrior in every sense of the word he would work full-time as a mechanic doing auto body stuff all day and then at night he would customize people's bikes so he worked like a job and a half and then Friday to Sunday, it was all party, no work, everybody over at the house, just like crazy. All my best partying was done before the age of 11. Like it was the keggers at my house every single weekend. And so um, his spirit though, of like having fun and just like not really uh, waiting, like he didn't need an excuse to celebrate life. He just wanted to get everybody together and hang out all the time and, you know, do ride bikes and paint bikes and like it was it was Harley City and so that's my my dad and then side note my mom balances my dad out really well she's like a watercoloring walking hippie gardening happy energy so they were just such a funny household to grow up in um so that was like one of the influences was my dad just like riding these Harleys um, and he actually passed away when I was 15. So a lot of th this company is like him living on through me. And so I knew it needed to be a name that he would vibe with, not a name like something too cutesy that he would have been like, Liz, come on. Like, you know, like not that there's anything wrong with like the little like flourish, nourish to flourish type of like coaching names. But I was like, can't be like frou-frou. You know what I mean? It's got to be like more masculine with the name. So I was like, okay. And then I went driving and I started thinking just like randomly about my friend Ryan Byer. He was one of my workout buddies when we were doing CrossFit and there was this workout, it was an interval workout where I was on the skier. And if you've never seen the machine, it's two handles that are on like um, a metal V and it's, they're about eight feet up. So you reach up to grab them and you pull them down, uh, like kind of bending yourself into a right angle and then you stand back up again. And so he's standing there in between the metal V or the metal Y, I guess more like, holding the arms, screaming at me for a full 90 seconds. Now in CrossFit, you normally cheer your partner on for like those last 15 seconds. You're like, come on, you got it. But Ryan's standing there for 90 seconds straight in a gym full of people going, come on, Liz, grip it and rip it, Liz. You got it, Liz. Like just like incessant. And so we finished the interval and everybody in the gym's like, are you guys good? Like you good? And Ryan <laughs> says to me, he's one of my best friends. He says, yeah, I'm just telling Liz grip it and rip it. Like we gotta, we gotta win this workout, like for no reason on a random Tuesday. And so I started thinking about these two things among other things, but they really stood out to me. And I was like, rip on life, man. Like it's that spirit of like not holding back and that spirit of relentlessness and that spirit of not waiting. 
And I knew that was going to be the focus of my work, teach people to rip on life through business, through fitness, through their mindset, whatever it is, it was going to be the overarching umbrella. And then maximum potency just came from a brain dump after that drive that night. And it was basically like, what would someone need to pursue their life at maximum potency? What does that look like? And I was like, that's the name, like just kind of landed on the paper on an 11 page brain dump. Um, and it just kept, I just kept coming back to it. And I was like, man, I could do like a lime as the logo. Like that's potent, right? Like lemon or lime, if you've ever gotten them in your eye, not a fun time, super potent. <laughs> and I feel like my personality is a little bit like a lemon or a lime. You either like love it or you hate it. And so uh, maximum potency, life of maximum potency was born out of that, that drive and that brain dump and really just like some memories of people that I love. So pretty cool. Well, I love your personality and something that like really stands out to me, like about your personality and also your story is just like you, like you said, the like, your excitement about life. And I actually didn't know that story that you just shared, but it just so much aligns with who I know you to be as someone who is excited to wake up in the morning. I remember months ago, you told me that every single morning you would play back a voice message that you recorded telling yourself, like, get up, like, like, come on, today's the day we're attacking our dreams today. And just like, like a pep talk for yourself. And when I think of Lissa Scott, I think of somebody who honestly, like takes life by the horns at in every area of her life and does it in a way that so beautifully balances work, play and rest. And it's not just this grind, grind, grind all the time, but just really saying like life is happening now. What are you going to do about it? What are you, how are you living each day? What are the, everything from what are the foods that you're nourishing your body with to what offers are you creating in your business and everything in between. And that's really like, it's, it's so well encompassed within your brand and it comes across. So like you just, you are the youest you I've ever met. And I love that. I wish people were more themselves. Yes. Girlfriend, me too. And I appreciate your kind words so much. The, um, yeah, it's one of the company values is actually, um, like show your weird or embrace your weird. It's like, let your free flag fly, baby. Like life is short. Like, what do you care if you're dancing in the parking lot and somebody sees you? Like, seriously, like, what do you care? And so there's like a lot of just kind of dropping like the in the world and not of the world thing is kind of tinted. And that, that verse to me just means like, be here now, but like be you now too as well. And so super, super incredible to uh, have that reflected back to me. And and someone say to me like, yo, I really see that in you. I so appreciate that. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's very much much seize the day. It's very much, um, you know, get after it said another way or stay stoked said another way right it's yeah. like whatever you're excited about like, don't don't snooze on that you're like your dreams don't have a shelf life they're they're meant for right now and they're they're meant to uh not not sleep on them like dreams happen when you're awake and so I really think that the day that you stop being excited is like the day you die you know what I mean like even if you're still here you're kind of like not really here you're not being present you're not being active you're not participating in life and that's the most important thing is like, don't lose that fire, right? And if you do, what do you need to do to get it back? Like you should know that. And if you don't, don't wait, don't wait till you lost the fire to figure that out. 
Yeah. It's kind of like the concept of like, what, what do they say? Don't, don't wait to build a roof until it's raining kind of a thing. Yeah. Is like, you should know what keeps you alive, inspired and excited and do those things regularly and not wait for that point where you burn out or you feel like I never do anything that fills my cup or I can't remember the last time I traveled. Like I know people with the pandemic, a lot of people were staying home and I'm like, dude, rent the Airbnb. You know, it's going to look different. It might not be the Mexican resort that you go to every year. It might be something different this year, but like, don't get stale. Don't get stagnant. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that so beautifully transitions into business. Um, And, you know, because a lot of the people that, so for those of you who maybe are just now meeting Lissa, Lissa is a business coach online, just as I'm a business coach online as well. And oftentimes the things that I hear people say when, when they come to me and they're like thinking about building this business and maybe they're feeling hesitant uh, I, I so, so much want to tell them is like you, like you do not have eternity to sit and ponder this. You may think you do, but honestly, you have no idea what life is going to look like tomorrow or even five minutes from now. And I think that we as a world have in the last year and a half with COVID and all the things have, have hopefully realized, I've realized is that like what you think life is like now is not guaranteed to look this way tomorrow. And so if the Lord is placing something on your heart, whatever that may be, whether that is a business, a relationship, a whatever fill in the blank here, you owe it not only to yourself, but to the Lord to take action on that now. And so let's dive into today's topic of sales because you can't have a business without sales. Without sales, it is a hobby. (laughs) Then you have a hobby. Um, And the reason why I specifically wanted Lissa, like I mentioned in the intro, to talk about this topic of sales is because she truly is a master of sales in the online space. And in the online space, coaches tend to have, I've been mentored by a lot of amazing coaches. They're phenomenal people. But the process has always looked somewhat the same. Have your sales your sales script, have your sales call, have an an incentive and create massive urgency and give them a deadline and they they have to decide by this time and it's this or nothing. And I'm not saying that that doesn't work. It obviously does. People teach that all the time, but there's always been something about that that felt very like, ooh, icky (laughs) to me and salesy to me. And Lissa has crafted such a beautiful way to sell to people in a way that is like not icky. It's not quote unquote salesy. And so we're going to kind of dive into that conversation today, starting with Lissa, you have this like phenomenal process, which I'm sure we'll get into. It's called the heart centered sales. It's an amazing course that you offer. I've been through it, people. It is phenomenal. Uh, Have you always done sales in your heart centered methodology in your curriculum or, or how did this even come about for you? Yeah. Great question. First of all, loaded question. Second of all, um, no, the first way that you described, I want to break it down even further. I call it scarcity marketing. There's a limited number of spots or a limited number of time or amount of time. Hence the scarcity, right? You have to is the energy around that or else, right? And there's this like, that's the ick. I think it's the, you have to, or else energy that you have to go into those calls with. And when I was doing that approach, which was the approach that was taught, and I, it was the only way that I had ever experienced it as an online client, 
in the only way I'd ever seen it taught. And I was like, hmm, okay. So I need to get to know you, tell you about me, tell you about my offer, convince you, notice I said convince you why it's right for you, and pitch you and close you on the same 45 to an hour call. Hmm, that seems kind of hard is what I was thinking at the time. And so I had done business like that for more or less for a year. And that was when I was nutrition and fitness coaching. So I will say this, the offer was simpler and people got on the phone knowing what they were trying to buy. I need a nutrition coach or I don't, right? It's a little bit more black and white than business mentoring because there's just so much more that that goes into business and personal growth than nutrition and fitness. It's like you're getting a workout and you're getting macros. There's not that many moving parts versus business and personal growth. That's a whole other um, story as well. We could go in on like difference in coaching style there for a while. But um, as I started to shift my business, I was like, this isn't going to work. Like I want to customize this and I want to do this and I want to do that. And I started to see all these flaws with the sales process. And up until this point, I was like, I hate sales. I'm bad at sales. And uh, I wish I didn't have to do them was my mindset when they were like that. Couple things that contributed to that. A, my sales process was doggy. I was like, nope, not loving it. And B, I wasn't confident in my coaching at all because I had no reps under my belt. I'm like, I don't know if I can get you a transformation. I hope I got myself one, right? But that's all I had to go off of. And so every coach, when you start coaching, will be in that boat. You think you want to teach something and you're not really sure if it's going to work or not the way you're teaching it. And humbly, you probably know that there's a few things that need to get tweaked along the way. But those two things were absolutely killing my sales vibe. Absolutely killing it. It was like, not sure if I'm going to, uh, I'm a good coach and I hate my sales process. People can feel that. And going back and looking at the recordings of those calls, I can see it. Right. And I'm sure my clients saw it too. So I want to pause there and see Cami, if you're tracking with me and if you, if you vibe with what I'm saying here so far. Yeah, absolutely. And what like really stood out to me there is, you know, what, what is the ick part? And you were mentioning the ick part is the, is around this idea of scarcity, scarcity of time, scarcity of number of spots, scarcity. You have to make a decision right now or else I have to convince you do it all in 45 minutes and like, like not to say it can't be done that way. It's been done that way for a, like lots of coaches do that way and make a lot of money doing it. But it, there's a reason why when it is taught that way, so many entrepreneurs are like, ooh, I don't like that. And all of a sudden, because it feels quote unquote icky to them, that's why they don't like sales. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed a lot of coaches saying is, um, approaching the, like approaching the question of, or the, the statement of like, well, I don't like sales. Oh, well, it must be a money issue. You must have a bad relationship with money. Maybe, maybe, maybe my relationship with money needs to be tweaked, but I would also chat like what I love that you pointed out is, is it the money or is it like, do I need to go read another book about having a better relationship with money? Or is it icky because deep down I was not created as a person to try and convince another person to do something or else that that is not why the Lord gave me this business is to try and convince people and put them into a corner and say, do this or else give me $5,000 or else you're not going to have a spot It maybe, maybe from a core at a values place. Like that's not how the Lord created us to be. And when you said be, be in the world, but be not of the world, 
Could it be that the businesses that the Lord is wanting to rise up are grand completely differently than the quote unquote industry standards? Preach. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, yes. And so no wonder things feel icky when you're, when you're taught to convince and um, tell them they only have 24 hours, otherwise their spot is energetically not there. Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> So yeah, I hear you. I'm relating with you. I'm, 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 I'm right there. Yeah. So like, what do we do instead? Right. I'm sure everyone's like, yep, I'm with you. I hear you guys like, now what? Right. And so I, my course heart centered sales, like breaks us all down literally from like step negative three to step like post three. Like there's like a six step sales process in the middle, but it gives you like the full rundown. And so we, we go from, I think the traditional model is convince and convert. And the convincing starts in the content, right? It's like, here's why, here's why, here's why, here's why over and over and over and over again. And then the convert happens on the sales call. And the whole model is make people so addicted to your content that they sign up for a sales call, right? Generally speaking, mm-hmm. um, convince them why they need to work with you, all, all these things. And the energy is convince and convert. And so what that needs to be replaced with is this attitude of connect and serve. And so right now, I, really, if I were to name the, the Heart Centered Sales course over again, it would be called Heart Centered Service. But my target audience wouldn't know what that means because they're still struggling struggling with sales, right? So I had to kind of blend the two for the name of that. Um, but with Heart Centered Sales, the whole basis, if I were to boil it down into like a five-minute version, is... Your whole focus should be on connection. Your content should be content that connects. Your DMs should be DMs that invite connection. And the goal of your DM should not be conversion. It should be calls to connect, right? And so I ended up breaking it down into like a three-call process. The first of which I'll talk about in detail today is just a jam session. Go have virtual coffee. Go have virtual beer. Like, I don't care what it is. Just the same way you would go talk to someone casually in a coffee shop or at like a cool brewery, go talk to them. And in that conversation, listen for a need that makes you think to yourself, I could probably help with that. Oh, I, I kind of do that. And then in that conversation, all you have to do is say, I would love to support you in that. Or yeah, I actually do it with clients. That's so cool. And that's it, right? No hard sell. And, and people are so thrown off by the fact that you just had a conversation with them like a human. They're thrown off in the best way that they walk away from that conversation excited. And they're like, dang, that was so cool that Lissa didn't pitch me anything today. I wasn't expecting that, right? You catch them off guard in the best way. You come alongside them as a friend. All my clients are friends before they're clients. Like, and I don't mean we make friends and then we become client, they become clients necessarily. I mean, they can talk to me like a friend before I care anything that's happening in the business. And like my whole business was built on being unprofessional and casual. And like, we're hanging out, like you just went for a wakeboarding or on our surfing trip. Like the whole tone is just like, hey, what's up? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so people love it. People vibe with that. They don't vibe with the scarcity thing. So. Yeah. And I wanted to like dig into that a little bit of why do people love that so much? And I believe that 
and I t- I've talked about this thus a couple times, like in some IGTVs and, but, but business prior to social media, prior to the internet, prior to Wi-Fi, business was done one of two ways, either in person, like conducting business in person, cashier style, or it was done over the phone, having still a live conversation. Since the internet, that has changed. People are now able to go check out online. People can buy things without ever having a a human connection. But people, we are wired to desire human connection. And so the thing that has changed between the way business was done and the way that business is done on social media is the fact that we have this screen in between us that serves as a boundary. And this boundary makes it just that much harder to create human connection, which whether or not we want to admit it, we all to some degree crave human connection. That is how we are created by the Lord to be, is to have human connection. And so when you invite somebody on a call, not to sell to them, not to pitch to them, but just simply have a normal human conversation, which by the way, we're not sitting face to face, like like now in today's age with the COVID thing, people are, are, are isolated now more than ever, which means that they are craving human connection now more than ever. And so however you can create that experience, in your business, whether that's a virtual coffee date or a virtual, hey, let, let's grab a brew, whatever it is, that is not only going to throw people off guard because they're so used to being like sold to, thrown out the hey girl messages, but they are going to be like so intrigued and like, oh my gosh, I don't know what just happened. I don't know why we just got on this call and just like connected like two normal, natural human beings, but I love it. And, um, yeah, that is why people love this process of sales, in my opinion. Would love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, and Cammy, like, I agree with everything you just said. It's like if they don't vibe with it, they probably aren't going to vibe as my client. So awesome. Attractor, repelled, doesn't matter. I've gotten on the phone with people, and it's not been a jam sesh. It's been every year on note sesh, right? And I'm like, ooh, 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 ooh. Okay, cool. Ugh. The conversation's awkward. They thought I did something different than what I do. I thought they did something different than what they do, right? Like sometimes it's not a match. Other things that can come from these conversations besides a sale are a podcast, a collaboration, a Instagram Live a new friend that shares your post and maybe their audience has your ideal client in it, right? And so it's like also when you detach from this needs to become a sale later, like let go of any expectation that this person needs to or wants to become a client and just talk to them like a human being. So what that sounds like is, hey, you seem like someone I would be really good friends with, would love to get on a virtual coffee date Zoom or FaceTime, whatever you're comfortable with, um, and just jam and get to know you. Then I get on that call and I'm like, hey, so my intention today is just to get to know you. Like, what's going on? Right? So they know, okay, I can, get, I can let my guard down. Lissa's not pitching to me. She literally just wants to hang out. And then I keep my word, right? I don't pitch. And a lot of times people are booking a coffee date because they want to pick my brain or because they want to hear about traveling or they, they want advice in some capacity. And so I'll actually ask them first, like, what made you say yes to this? Like, was there something that you wanted to talk about today? And I'll let them get their questions out first. And this is like twofold, right? A, you're building no like and trust factor with these people. And B, you can totally vet them. Like if, if they get on this call and they're like, uh, I don't know, versus 
one of my girls got on the call. She's like, I actually have seven questions written down for you. I was like, I like you. Hit me. Right. And so it's like, okay, how is that person going to show up as a client? I'll give you a hint. It sounds the same. Hey, how's your week? Uh, I don't know. Or, hey, actually, boom, 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 boom. Which one do you want to serve? Right. You can tell a lot about a person's energy. Um, just from that first call. And maybe they don't come with questions, but they think of a question on the spot and they're engaged in the conversation and they're full of life and they're humble, right? You can observe any good quality from someone, not just being prepared, but it's so cool because you could just get to see someone kind of in their natural environment without like a mission for the day. And I love how open-ended it is. Yeah. And and to bring it back to like what you said in the very beginning, where you were like, yeah, like the, the way you phrase it, you're like, hey, like the, you seem like somebody I, I would be put into like a really good friend with. Like I would love to just like have a virtual coffee date with you and just jam. That is so much more normal than, hey, would you like to just, would you like to hop on a discovery call today and see if, if my program is a good fit for you? And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. If somebody, there's, there's a time and place. If somebody's sliding into your DMs and saying, hey, I want to learn about this program, you can like, you can jump to the, you can, you can jump to that. But when you're just, we have to, we're getting, I think that the coaches are getting ahead of themselves when it comes to sales. They're trying to create sales, like you said, over connection, and it needs to be flip-flopped. It has to be connection and then sales. And like, there's no downside of having a positive network. There's literally no downside. Um, The other approach that I'm hearing come through as really successful and my really quick, I just want to say my three call process is three hours of my time. Um, that is the one thing that I do set in the very beginning is like, Hey, by the way, I have until four o'clock. When do you have until, uh, first and foremost, always want to be respectful of people's time. Oh, cool. A half an hour. Awesome. That's perfect. Great. Good. Awesome. Um, but three hours is a lot of time to spend with somebody, right? That is a process for high ticket one-on-one coaching packages or your premium version if you're a creative, right? Maybe you're a wedding photographer, maybe you're a florist, maybe you're a tattoo artist. Like who is getting the top of the line of your work? That's the person that you should spend probably three hours with on the front end, right? Um, not not the person who might buy the $20 ebook, right? Yeah. And so in that case, it's awesome to send voice memos and there's other ways to sell things. But when you're selling high ticket and someone's truly making it, like what I would say an investment in you, not just a purchase from you, this is where we want to start to like get creative with the sales process and not jump the gun, right? Because we need to build the trust. We need to build the relationship. And um, I just think that's super freaking important. Like when someone slides in your DMs and they're asking you about your program, it's absolutely appropriate to answer their questions. And that's where I would hop right into a call too, which is who are you and what are your needs, right? And the call one, it's like they've already connected with you through your content because they're asking you for very specific information. Yeah. And so like, that's where it's like, okay, well also don't string them along, right? Respect their time. If they're asking a question about your business specifically, it's because they want to know about it. And there's definitely a balance there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that, I mean, it just keeps going back to like how much this is against the grain of what we learn in the coaching industry. We learn, you know, turn over sales as quickly as possible. Do it in a 45 minute sales call. And like I said before, no wonder people feel so icky about that. Um, yep. 
Yeah. So what I, what I, when you told me this before the call, I, I was like literally floored. Um, and I want the listeners to hear this as well. So this, this process, this concept to people as they may be hearing this, like I, you and I both know that like, we're very familiar with this process because A, you created it and B, I've been through your course. So I very much know and understand this process. However, this could be the first time that somebody's hearing this and listening like, oh my gosh, there's another way to do sales other than fill out my application, get on a sales call, which again, time and place for that. But I would love for you to tell the listeners just how much this has made a difference in your business. This isn't just kind of like something that like sometimes kind of helps you close a sale, but that this absolutely transformed your business. Yeah, this was, if I had to pinpoint like a singular shift that I made and then saw results from, this was the shift. This was the shift that led me to go 100% full-time into my business and not necessarily need that waitressing gig or that personal training gig on the side that I was doing. Because up until about a year ago, a year and change, I was still like doing other jobs. I liked all my jobs and I was enjoying myself, but I was like, man, how do I just coach? Because I know that if I dump myself into something fully, the result will be better. My podcast will be better. My content will be better. My, my clients will hear from me more, like things like that. And so when you look at the sales that I did year one, which was entirely the scarcity approach, um, and then you look at the sales that I did year three with the heart-centered sales approach and understanding that year two was a blend of both, um, year one to year three, I saw an 8x in revenue in my business like insane growth, like Grant Cardone, almost the 10 X rule growth, right? Like so insane. Um, and to give you an idea, we're talking like 12 K the first year and like 96 K the third year, like, like huge, huge changes. Not like, Oh, well, yeah. Okay. I went from zero to, um, you know, 12 grand. Like this is like, this is big money. This is like real money. And it's not, um, it's, it's not a coincidence that when you follow where God is leading you, he blesses it. And it's also not a coincidence that if I had stayed where I was at, it would have taken me 10 years to get to that salary as a graphic designer. Like I told my mom this and she was like floored. I was like, you see all these art director positions, how they have 10 years of experience underneath of them. Like we just bypassed the system, but it was a complete risk. And one that was like definitely worth taking and definitely like, was put on my heart. Hey, get off the beaten path. Hey, get off the beaten path, right? Like how many times are you going to see that sign? And how many times are you going to say to God, like, nah, send me a sign your sign. Like, I just want to like riff on that for a second, because like, that's what I was doing for two, three years. And I was dragging my feet between quitting the job and starting the business. And then once I started, it just like kept growing, kept growing, kept growing. Cause it was like a true thing that was put in my path. It wasn't something that like I came up with. It was like, wait, 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 you want me to do what when it would be easier to X, Y, Z? And now we're hitting a whole nother ripple of that, right? That ripple comes through many, many times, I think, in our in our entrepreneur's journey. But I'll leave it at that for right now. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to kind of go off of what you mentioned a couple minutes ago is this process of this six-step process that, that Lissa has beautifully crafted as in her sales process is, is not to sell the $20 ebook. This is this because she's spending three solid hours with somebody prior to, to ever closing them 
uh, in a package. If if a package is even the right fit for them. Think about that. Like like you're going from from what you know coaching culture tells us. Forty five minutes sales call. They fill out an application. It's a yes or no question. All the way to how can I make this the perfect fit for you? Tell me about your budget. What what do you need? How can I serve you like with a puzzle piece rather than just trying to fit you into this box of my clients? And when you serve somebody so completely and in a custom approach, it is going to yield. Now, this isn't necessarily the purpose, but it is going to yield higher sales. And I mean that in frequency and dollar signs Mm -hmm. that when you actually get to know somebody and build that trust with them and actually hear their needs, you're not spending three hours with somebody for $20. Like Lissa has sold packages that are like big packages. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's crazy. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I have used Lissa's process and closed a client for $5,500. Like like this is not the $50, $90, $100 package. These are like, I would say probably anywhere from like a thousand to fifteen thousand, if not higher, depending on the industry type of packages. And so when you break it down that way, yes, absolutely, three hours of your time spending with somebody is worth it. How how many hours would it take you in the corporate world to make twelve grand? It's not three hours. Yeah. I mean, Amen. unless yeah, unless you're a brain surgeon, or yeah. like I don't know anybody that makes twelve thousand dollars in three hours with somebody. No one. I know no one who does that. So yes, it is worth your time. The other thing I wanted to riff off of that you were saying is like, like when God gives you a vision, take action on it. Like you said, how many signs do you need? Like, I know, show me a signier sign. Like God gave you the assignment for a reason and you are doing yourself and other people a disservice by procrastinating on that. So however it is that you, that whatever it is, whatever the assignment is that the Lord is giving you, and if it doesn't seem easy, don't be off put by that. Like you heard Lissa say that she had seven side hustles before she went full-time. Luke, like, like you guys know my story, Lucas and I maxed out three credit cards we were like going to be in a like a horrible situation if this didn't pull through. God doesn't ask you to do things that are easy. So if you're if you think that like following God's design for your life is going to be comfortable, think again. It's not. But the other side, like what you yield on the other side of God's assignment for you isn't a blessing that like you cannot even imagine. So Lissa, let's kind of summarize today's call because like it was a lot. Let's kind of boil it down. Like, like like if you could boil down into like 30 seconds, how you would tell somebody to approach sales, what would that be? It would be really simple. It would be connection first, hear a need, meet a need, craft a package, and then talk sales. All right, so those four things. Connection first, hear a need, meet a need, craft a package, AKA utilize your skill set in the way that they need and then talk about pitching them, right? It's like, slow it down. It's like the, the sea turtle in Finding Nemo, crush, right? We want to be at crush pace in the East Australian current. We do not want to be on the highway doing 90 while our customer is doing 60 and they're like, whoa, 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 yeah. right? Like they're completely off put by that. And the second thing that I want to tack on here is like, 
nothing to do with my course, just what you just said reminded me of this, but it's like, it's not about you and your comfort. If, if you are not showing up in the way that you feel called to show up, then I need you to think about this. It's like, who's not growing, healing, expanding, believing, leveling up in their life because you're too shy to get on your story. You're too shy to ask for the call. You're not disciplined enough to sit down and make the freaking program. You're too comfortable in your job and you won't leave. Who is missing out on your gifts because of your, I'll just say laziness, honestly. Yeah, call because what of it your is. lack of action. And so it's like that thread and that discipline directly feeds into the thing that I'm going to be creating next, which is, which is a course called Iron Will and Armor. And it is all about not letting those human things stop us from the mission that we're on. And so it really dovetails beautifully with heart-centered sales. It's like get into fierce service mode. Yeah. Not just like, oh, I want to serve you in the way that's convenient for me and makes me a lot of money. But like, what are you willing to do for your clients? How do you serve do business different and people will freaking feel it. Like I'm hype on this. So absolutely. And, and like you said, like who is missing out because you won't be obedient to God. Yeah. Not like, I'll just like kind of let me, let me just kind of ponder off on this for a second. What, (laughs) what like clients did the Lord have for you that they will not get a transformation because you won't be obedient. What Mm -hmm. blessings are your, is your family going to miss out on Mm -hmm. because you won't, be obedient. You're too scared to stand outside of your box. And maybe you're like, Cammie, that's so mean. It's the truth. (laughs) It's the truth. And like, let's stop watering that down to again, make somebody else feel comfortable. Had, I I don't know about you, Lisa, but like for me, my life, had I, had, had I not stepped out and done this and I, I did not do it alone. Lucas was my partner in this. The Lord paved the way for this, but had Mm -hmm. I stayed in my comfort zone. I would not be sitting in my dream house right now. I would not, we would be in, in debt. Like I I can't even imagine I'd be at a job that I hate, which would then come, I would make me come home and be grumpy. It would affect my marriage because I was so grumpy. Like there's just there, like you said, there's a ripple effect that happens. There's a ripple effect of blessing or there's a ripple effect of consequences because you, yeah, consequences and burden because you won't be obedient. Yeah. It, it's, it's not about crazy. you. Yeah. No, it's not about you. And it's like, I think just like plain and simple, it's like, will you say yes? Like, will you say yes? And um, will you lean in? And will you follow that pull? Because it's taking you somewhere good, but you have to believe that. And I think it's incredible. Like, I think that your path has been incredible. I think that my path has been incredible. I mean, I wouldn't have gotten to travel for six months and like work for my laptop and meet Zavi and like, do our life the way we've done our life, right? Like yeah. it, there's, it's not going to be comfy. And like, I think it's just like, God doesn't care if you feel like it. The client who needs you doesn't care if you feel like it today. Like the devil would love for you to not feel like it. The devil would love for you to stay where you're at. He would love for you to procrastinate the thing, not make the course, you know, not upgrade your phone. Okay. People are like, I can't make videos and share to my story because of my phone. Get a new phone, right? like whatever the practical life stuff that is that needs to happen to move the needle forward, freaking do it. Yeah. And that is nothing to do with my course. Like I said, everything just to do with the maximum potency mentality. And I feel like it needed to be said and tacked into this conversation. So, yeah. Oh, 
Yes, girl. What a good convo today. Okay, I want you to tell people all the places that they can find you. Um, tell them your Instagram. Tell them about your podcast. And I know that you have like a little freebie for them, not a little, a big freebie for them. So tell them all the things. Yes. Okay, please come hang out. I know that like I was tough love on this podcast today because I really like to shoot it straight, but I promise I'm friendly. And um, I won't just come out the gate with that. So at Maximum Potency is my handle on Instagram. I have a podcast. You'll never guess what it's called. It's called the Maximum Potency Podcast. It's on Spotify and Apple, as well as just if you Google it, it'll come right up. Um, Those links are in my bio too, if that's easier. And I actually have two freebies for you guys. One is a recording from my group coaching container called The Boardroom. We have two calls a week. Um, and it is all about like what to say in the DMs to book that virtual coffee or to book that that virtual um, brew date with peeps. And like, oh my gosh, how do I navigate this, right? That's the first part. And Cami, I actually linked your lead tracker into that call. Okay. And I made my own rendition of it. So that was super cool. Cami and I are always collaborating, like always and forever. Um, and so it's the maximum potency version of your thing, but super cool. So how to keep track of leads, how to talk to them in the DMs. I can give you that call recording. Just shoot me a DM and let me know that you want access to it. And I just mentioned this podcast. I'll know what you're talking about. And then the other thing is I want to give you the first video lesson from Heart Centered Sales. If that is something that sounds helpful to you and you're ready to start to make the shift, even if you just slowed it down to two calls, like a get to know you call and then your normal sales call, your sales call would yield more results because that person like likes and trusts you already and feels familiar. So if you change nothing else, it could literally just be that coffee date really helps you connect with people. Um, and like the course has all the details, like how long to wait between calls and what to say on the calls and exactly how I build out like my pitches, like it has everything in there. Um, and you can buy that for 999 in payment plans of 333, or you can do pay in full for 899. So just get up in the DMs on maximum potency. If you need to talk about any of that, or if you have questions, or if you just want to do a coffee date and Cami, thank you so much. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I want to say one more thing about your course. Um, guys, like I said, like I've been through Lissa's course and she just gave you a price, uh, you know, different price plans and 999 or, um, 333, three payments or painful 899, you know, regardless of whether you think those are big numbers or little numbers, I want you to know that within, I'm not joking, probably within, Oh, it had to have been like, a, it had to have been 10 days, maybe, maybe 10, 14 days of me going through Lissa's course. I closed a client for $5,500. I promise you what you invest in Lissa's course is a fraction of what you could earn if you apply the knowledge that she gives you in her course, Heart Centered Sales. So 100% take advantage of her giving you literally for free the very first training inside this course. You have absolutely nothing to lose. There's no reason not to do it. So get your hiney in that that training. In is there a link that I can put in the show notes or do they DM you for that free training? Just have them DM me, yeah. And then okay. I can just make them like a little account and give them the first lesson. Um, no worries there. But yeah, it's okay. easiest if I send them through Gmail. If you guys want to buy the course, that is all in my bio, life at maximumpotency.com. If you are just like, yes, give it to me. I need that in my life. Cammy and I sat down together because I was having a really hard time pricing the course. So I'm like, I don't know. There's no call. It's just the course, right? Like, 
She's like, this is worth fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> it is. It is. It is, so it is so. because somebody can really truly make over fifty grand just from this course. And I mean, I'm serious about that. I'm not fluffing that up, you guys. If you take her course. <laughs> solid you can replace your corporate income 100 um, percent yeah definitely yeah definitely. and i'm curious how long did it take you to go through it so what uh only like i would say maybe five hours and and the reason why i would say five hours is so i would listen to it at the gym i would walk on the treadmill and watch a video and sometimes i would like rewatch something right before i would pop on a call with somebody so mm-hmm. i would say probably around five hours Guys, think about that. Five hours. One day. I probably did it in one day. Oh, but I I mean, I probably could. I probably could do it in one day. But I mean, I wouldn't encourage people to do it in one day because you kind of need to sit and absorb things. Like, and then be like, oh my gosh, okay, I got to replay this. I just have to like hit hit me a second time. Um, But think about that, guys. Like, like devoting, like, let's, I don't know, let's say eight hours. Maybe you spend eight hours on this course. You could truly make over 50 grand from a course that costs you less than a thousand dollars in eight hours of your time. I guess I don't know how much more easy you want it to be. Yeah. Amen. Take the eight hours, invest it in the growth of your business and you will thank yourself. And also that course is a tax write off. So just saying, yes, uh, <laughs> go use the resource and let me know if you want the free module. Yeah, Tony, absolutely. So absolutely. Lisa, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Listeners, friends, I love you. Thank you so much for spending what, 53 minutes with us today. I appreciate you. I love you. I will put links so that you can connect with Lissa in the show notes. But again, you can also find her at Maximum Potency on Instagram. And let me just leave you with this. If something feels icky to you in your business, it is for a reason. Sales doesn't have to be icky. You have to have sales in order to have a business. Otherwise, you just have a hobby. But sales in and of itself does not have to feel icky. It can feel fully in service and feel good. So do not, do not miss the opportunity to grab this free training from Lissa. Thank you, guys. I love you. And I will see you next time on the Zero to Full Time Christian Entrepreneur Podcast. Mm-hmm.